0: Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. I am thrilled to announce that my internet homie, Cy Wakeman, is here. Uh, I am so pumped to have you on the podcast. I can't begin to express. I'm hyped.
1: Awesome. Me too, Rob. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited.
0: Cool. So, uh, quick backstory for people that are like, is Cy Wakeman? That's kind of like different than like designers and stuff. Uh, I I love your work. I found your. I found you. Um, I was actually in. I thought, it was, I thought it was the same day. It was the day before. Uh, I was in James Orsini's office, like uh, the, the other side of the wall the day before. He was so cool. And then I was like so on like a Gary V like, rampage. I watched like seven, <laughs> all, all that stuff. Binge watches. Yes. Yeah. And then the next day, the, the Facebook Watch channel came out. And you were one of the first people on that. And I, uh, I tuned in. I had no idea who you were, just to be honest. And uh, I loved it. I love your Thank message. You. I think it's amazing. Your new book, No Ego. Um, I don't and read. It's
1: just had a Facebook Watch show. So in December, we'll be coming out with a. You guys have one too? Uh huh. Yeah. Um, Isn't that amazing. awesome? It's better
0: and better. I That's know. So. I,
1: I'm not even sure we're planning. I'm at Vayner today planning what you're, we're going to do. You're at Vayner
0: Media. Life is yeah. good, Sai. Life is good. New book. <laughs> new book. Uh, is new awesome. Book. Definitely doesn't suck. 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Thank you. You're at Vayner Media today. You got a watch channel coming out, on the up and up. Hustling. On the up and up. You are hustling. So, I'm hustling. So Can't help but all my designers, though. We all know, know who does all the work on it. I know. Uh, so I think it would be good to kind of give some some context for people that are that are also new to you, but a little bit about your background. And uh, I know that you work with creative professionals quite a lot in your career. You bet.
1: My background, I actually started out life as a therapist, and I won't bore you with all of that, but. Very quickly, as a leader in the workplace, started to find out that uh, there's a lot of drama in the workplace and a lot of ways we're thinking, mental processes we're using that don't work very well. And so as I became a leader, I just started to see a lot of things that uh, weren't working very well, started to teach my teams some new ideas. And um, before things could go viral online, my ideas went pretty viral. I'm old before before <laughs> online virability, my stuff. Yes. Viral. Before it was
0: everyone's dream to go viral.
1: Exactly, and uh, you know, people really were always uh, asking me to speak on my te- my techniques and how I kept my team so drama free, super engaged, super happy, and producing great results. And so I started to speak and write, and and actually am now known as a drama researcher. I talk to people about how to. Um, eliminate drama or we call it emotional waste from the flip Yes, whip. I love How
0: emotional you- waste. That was one yeah. of the first things I heard that I was like, oh, I'm going to love this girl. Let's go. I'm <laughs> watching this whole episode.
1: Awesome. So it's all about ditching the drama.
0: Yes. I know that we, we were saying before the podcast we kind of want to talk about some of the things that you and I have talked about um, off mic and uh, stop believing everything you think and like talking about the, like thinking and acknowledging about like what the ego is. Yes. And I, I'm finally... Starting to understand it, and get I'm it? so happy that I read your book. I'm oh almost my. done, I'm a very slow reader. Sorry, um, well,
1: you need to, it's big stuff, you need to read it and absorb. Yeah, I, I read it like 19 stuff.
0: times. I read it like, the pin, good. yeah, good.
1: Not that it's a hard book to read, you guys, it's a mind blowing book, but it's it not, hard. it's really easy to read. Yeah, in reality based leadership and reality based rules of the workplace, my other two books are. Um, Great to read, too. But this ego thing, when I worked with people, most of them didn't understand when their ego came out to play because they're thinking like ego is like an egomaniac at work, you know, that one guy or that one girl who's a drama queen. That's what it is. All of us have this narration going on in our minds all the time. We are not thinking. (laughs) It's creepy, I know. We are not thinking. We are being thought. And this is a big difference because everybody thinks if you thought it, that you came up with it and it must be true. But I would teach people, I'm like, when you wake up in the morning, you don't start thinking, I'm gonna start thinking now. You're already being thought. So right. if you can just get this, like Michael Singer, um, The Untethered Soul, he talks a lot about this in this book. If you can get this, you will be have so much freedom. I'm ready. You're not the person doing the thinking. You're the person watching the thinking. now. I totally Reason.
0: agree. Yeah, yeah,
1: for yeah, sure. It, it creates the space, right? Once I realize that I don't have to believe everything I think, I can question my thoughts, it, it's life-changing. Because if somebody walks by me and doesn't say hello, okay? If I'm just observing this, I'm not applying any meaning, all I know for sure is that somebody walked by me and potentially didn't say hello. Right. So if I would conserve my energy and just go, oh, walked by and noted, Um, Take a lesson from the Buddhists who say don't make any meaning of it. I just conserve my energy. Go on and add value. But hardly any of us can do that. Our ego goes, they walked by me and didn't say hello.
0: She's trying to ruin me.
1: Yeah. Ever since she had that promotion, she thinks she's all that in a bag of chips. She's like rude.
2: Yeah.
1: My ego may think that, but I don't have to believe it. But most of us believe it. So once I believe you're rude, how do I treat you? Rudely. How do you respond? Rudely. I go, see, I'm right about stuff I make up exactly
0: i found that i have these uh these inner thoughts and i know what they are but then like the the voice of doubt comes and it's like you don't want to do that you're going to be a fraud if you do that like you know ego. and yeah. don't, I, I, a big thing is I've, I've seen like with creatives and this is to bridge the gap between entry-level creative professionals and like the industry's best is the imposter syndrome thing and mm-hmm. I, rem- I remember i made a voice memo it's so funny to listen to now. It's me on my roof at like one o'clock in the morning, walking back and forth, like trying to convince myself that writing the people from VaynerMedia is, is a good idea and I'm worthy of their time. I wrote no. the email and then right away, it was like well-received and like totally normal. And I just, yeah. I've been realizing, I've just been standing for, for most of my life. I've been standing in my own way because I'm, you know, it's like the, the voices inside your head, like they're usually yeah. not right. And they're usually pushing you away from it. So if you could just go, like, the opposite way, extraordinary things happen, and then you're where you want to be, and you're so much closer to your dreams, you know? sounds very hippy-dippy, but it's true if you do it.
1: And your ego, that's one way your ego wants to keep you safe, is keep you doubting, like, they won't value it, they won't connect, you know, I'm not going to reach out to Sai, she'll never be on my podcast, or whatever. And that's one way that your ego keeps you safe, and there's another way, it goes the other extreme, they should listen to me, because I am the best ever, and... Your ego always is filled with corrupted data. It's your filter on the world, but it's inaccurate. Yes. And so it really gets you making poor choices because if you believe what you think, and in my goal for people, stop believing everything you think, question it. Vayner doesn't want to hear from me. Is that true? I'm going to question it. Um, you know, how would I know that it's true? I'll reach out and I'll get a yes or no answer. The only right. way to know is to do it. The other thing our ego does, though, is let's say that... Um, Vayner doesn't answer you. Our ego's like, well, they should because I'm the best thing since life.
0: Or I'm a failure or whatever. Right. right.
1: Or we make it about other people. Like they say that they're this, but they're a bunch of hypocrites. Our ego is always putting this filter out there where we're either the victim or it's like we're either one up or one down. So we're either one down or one up. And the answer is they're all inaccurate, right? It's it's just, they're all just, they're they're bad information. And, if people can just, you know, in this example where I automatically assume the worst, and um, you walk by me and don't say hello, oh, I automatically assume you're rude. Well, what if I assigned positive intent? What if I assigned positive motive? And for a lot of your beginners and in, in the design world, we tend to listen to our ego, which always makes it the negative because it's our insecurities. What if you assign positive intent? Somebody walks by you, and doesn't say hello. If you're a professional, one of the mental processes you need to use is assign positive intent. They don't say hello. If you have to make up a story, assume it's that they're deep in prayer and meditation for peace in the world.
2: Right. And
1: then affect how you treat them. You'll treat them well. They'll respond well. You'll go see I'm right about what you made up. Or what I make up, the point of this is we're always co-creating. So a lot of people beginning in their career tell me, I need to be empowered. I need somebody to give me power. And what I tell them is step into the power you already have, which is the power of co-creation. How you see the world will affect how you be in the world, which will affect the results that you create. If you're believing your thinking from your ego, you will tend to either play small or judge others. Right. And if you play small or judge others, it's, that's affecting how you act in the world and it affects your results and then you go see I'm right. There's a totally. co-creation that's so powerful. So the two rules for people is stop playing small and stop judging others. Totally. And, yeah, and you're 100%. gonna get better information on the world.
0: For sure. See, I told you people, Cy Wakeman is amazing. (laughs) We're just getting started. We are 10 minutes into this podcast. We're just getting going.
1: And Rob, there's scientific proof to this. If you go on YouTube and you look at the observer's effect, when people say that they want to be empowered, I'm like, step into the power you already have. We are always co-creating. Just by the fact that you are watching something happen, you affect it. They projected these lights onto the screen and they projected it through a stencil of like two rectangles. And when we were watching it, it went in a really tight formation. Then they recorded it with no one watching it and the light particles acted totally different.
2: No. And so, yeah,
1: <laughs> you have to look it up on YouTube. Oh your- my
0: God, I'm gonna link it up in the it, comment section.
1: Yeah, they call it the observer effect. And what this shows you is the power of just observation. So if your observation can affect an outcome, imagine what your action could do. And so when I talk to people about co-creation, we're always, affecting our outcomes and a lot of it has to do with how we see because how we see affects how we do which it affects the results and most of how we see is corrupted by our ego and believing our own thoughts yeah so if i think the thought you're rude i have a choice whether to believe it or not yeah if i go well i don't really know maybe they just walked by me and didn't say hello or maybe they're deep in prayer meditation for peace or
0: like or just like straight up like off that's something yeah. I've been realizing recently yeah. too is that like you don't even have to you could almost just shut it all all the way down. I think that that's like the real mastery of it cuz one yeah. is like okay, well, like and then you're and then you're kind of like flirting with the ego a little bit because yeah. you're cuz you're right. like Make yeah, sure. but maybe sure. hopefully she has this you're you're still. It's like the opposite yeah. of love is not hate, it's indifference. Like you're still putting <laughs> yeah. energy. Yeah, I told you, man, I love this stuff. Like uh <laughs> but what I was going to say though um yeah, like you're already entertaining the idea. So if you're just like, there is Sai walking down the hallway. I love Sai. I Go love on Sai. with your day. You know yeah. what I mean? Like
1: when you get to the yeah. off, that's the place of no ego because Rumi has this. The off. Book. That's that's
0: I've- the next book title.
1: The off. Exactly. Rumi is a Sufi poet. He has this great quote that said, out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. And that is like what no ego is about. So out beyond that, that's great. There's this field. I'll meet you there. There's this workplace out there that is really in, you know, is no ego. And you know, what people don't realize is that suffering is so optional. So most of what at work or at home we suffer from is not our reality, it's the story we make up about our reality. And that's mind blowing.
2: Right. So
1: let's say my boss calls me and he's like, Sai, um, how are you coming on project X? And this is a good one for your designers. How are you coming on Project X? Right. And I just look at my status kind of update and I go, Oh, I'm behind on that. And so far there's no pain. He asks me how I'm coming, I sit am behind. He might even say something like, I've noticed you're behind a lot of things. And I'm honest. I'm like, I've noticed that too. I'm, I'm running really fast here. I'm running behind.
2: Right.
1: And he might say, you know, so I need you to get this back on track. And I have no ego. I just go, good to know. That's really good talk. I'm glad you called. Let me know where my priorities are. Right. Okay. There's no pain. Until I make up the story, he is a micromanager who treats me like a child. This is my ego.
2: Yeah,
0: totally, totally.
1: It was just a phone call checking on a project, but when I meet you for a beer after work, I'm like, oh. So then, Mike calls and he treats me like a child and he's snooping for details. In the
0: convertible, in the BMW. Yeah, yeah.
1: in the BMW, bitching and moaning. You and guys whining.
0: gotta read this book, man, for real. There's, I'm not even just saying that. It's I love that bitching and moaning in the BMW.
1: Yeah, brilliant. It's, brilliant. And whining.
0: it's my that's my whole family. They <laughs> all have BMWs. And go for long drives, long, long drives. I'm just kidding.
1: And once you tune into it, what I found in my research is the average person spends two and a half hours a day in drama. Oh. Like two and a half hours a day in this misery BMW driving, and you know complaining and tattling and scorekeeping and venting and comparing, and it's it's crazy when you could just drop all of that and off, and, yeah. and be happy plus get two and a half hours a day back.
0: Exactly. Well, I had a thing. Uh, this has nothing to do with design, but it has everything to do with what we're talking about. So, here we go. The magic of the podcast—you can kind of just talk about whatever. Uh, I had something like that happen. Like there was an incident. I don't leave out the details, but there's an incident at my wedding with a good friend of mine who didn't come, and it was like you know a whole thing, and it got very, it got very real. Things were said, friendships were wrecked, whatever. It, you know, it's one of those things that like I, I, I was not managing the situation in a way that like my ego wasn't like you know I didn't do it the right way. Because I was pissed off, but I was had the right to be pissed off. And it was one of those things where it was like very two sides of it. And, you know, until I read your book about like realizing what the ego was, I would be in the shower and like untold hours of just like, and then I would say this. And then if he said that... I would do this again and again. And, and I've done that. I've done, it's not just, you know, that's a recent incident. It's a recent case study. But I've done that at my job. I've done that for reasons. Like I got fired or what I would have said. You know, like just going over it and playing the same thing over and over again. And I know for a lot of young people, it's hard not to do that. So what would your advice be on that for people that kind of can't let things go? Because like that thing has so little to do with like, my beautiful wedding. Right? Yeah. Like my wedding yeah, was true. like a love explosion. I was so happy. Everyone, best day of my life, like better than I thought it would be. I have a, an incredible network of friends. And then there's just like this little tiny voice that's in my head that's like, but what about that thing with so-and-so? What, yeah. about, what about that? How does <laughs> that overtake o- overtake everything else that's good? What is that? Because I got to kill whatever that is. That you is. know what I'm saying?
1: And you can't kill it, but you can bypass Ugh. it because it's part of your human condition. Sorry, you can't I've been waiting to tell you that for so long. <laughs> I love it. It's such a good example. You can't control it. You can't kill it. You can't just say stop thinking about it because you are not your ego. Your ego is playing you. It's like DJ Khaled goes, you know, yeah. they play in you. Your ego's yeah. like playing you. DJ
2: Khaled. The,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> the minute you get into it, the minute you go, yeah, and agree with it, then you, um, you, you've co-created it. So a couple of things you can do. Co- oh, co-created. now
0: I get the co-created thing.
1: Right? That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. yeah. The minute I agree with it, now I'm co-creating
0: it. It's a 50, 50, it's like a value proposition. The ego yeah. wants it. And then it meets you on the other side. Yeah. It's like, if They're you take the bait, the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Agreement is what creates it, co-creates <laughs> it. The ego, that part can't live without your permission.
0: Right? It's the thought about your friend and. But the, but the whisper just, is there. Does that make any sense? Like, like yeah,
1: the. The, the whisper is always there. And so you don't meet it with a club, you meet it with inquiry. So when it comes, the best way to get rid of something is I ask, I edit my story, I ask myself, is that true? Can I possibly know that's true? So let's just take this. I go, oh, and you know he did this on purpose. He just wanted me to, like, he, he just wanted to upset me on my wedding day. Okay, that's what your ego says. Yeah, I just,
0: a lot of that, a lot of that. Can
1: I possibly know that to be true? So, Rob, can you possibly absolutely know his intention? No. And I also, in my heart of hearts, in my real, like, Where, the, yeah, uh, the,
0: the, the man, goes. if you will, of Rob Johnson, like, I, I know that it, it doesn't even matter. That's what's really tripping me out is that, like, I know at the end of the day, like, irrelevant, completely irrelevant. But it has manifested itself because I have been the other half for like, you know, untold hours.
1: You're you're the one that co-created it. So a couple of techniques. One, I ask myself, is it even true? Because most of what we're upset about didn't even happen.
0: Right. Yeah. Or has yet to unfold. That's my thing. My thing is like (laughs) the fight that's going to happen and I'm going to be fucking ready and I'm not going to lose. Like. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And that's all ego. Totally. I agree. You know, I know this is going to happen. Is that true? I don't. Um, What... Well, he did this, and he didn't even call. Gosh, are there times I haven't called somebody when I should have? Oh, that's right. Yep, so I can find some compassion. Um, all you're doing is just loosening up your your corner on the truth because it's, it's like the real truth is I don't know his intentions. I know my heart, which is I want to be a good friend of his. I can't possibly know what happened. There's times I've disappointed others and sought their forgiveness. See, so you can just feel your heart softening right? because – the ego wants you to know what this is all about, and I know how this will play out, and I know how to win this. Beginner's mind is, can I possibly know any of this? No. And so what do I want to create? I want to really make sure I stay friends with this person. They've meant a lot to me. Right. What can I do next that would add value?
0: Or just be I, like indifferent kind of thing because I think I've come to a place where I just want to be like indifferent from it. But I, I love – I love championing that idea of like the opposite of love is not hate; it's indifference. I heard that one time at a barbecue when I was fourteen, and I've been saying it all. I've been saying it all the time. I remember the moment I was at this barbecue, and I was just like, "What?" It just changed my outlook. And I say that, and now I'm trying to live it. But I think if we tie this back to like you know uh, young entry level creatives or whatever, anyone really, um, I know that your audience is quite quite vast. Um, For people that are trying to put themselves out there and network. You know, it seems so silly now that I that I would not think that I'm worthy of somebody like, you know, um, like your time or, or Claude or James or, you know, whoever. That's a ridiculous notion. And like, and also, too, it's a ridiculous notion to think that, like, I think this is a big thing that I try and tell people that are looking to network. Like, there's never going to, like, have you ever wrote someone an email? Has someone ever wrote you an email and you've been like, who do you think you are? That doesn't exist. But for some reason... The sub, the unconscious mind thinks that it's going to exist. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, they're going to respond with something that's going to be like, you're a fraud, but it never happens. So, why is it that your mind thinks that it happens? But it, it, I mean, when was the last time that happened? It's never happened. And yet, I'm afraid to eagle, send someone an email. So stupid. Yeah,
1: the ego corrupts um, the reality, the facts, to keep you from ever taking a chance because the ego would rather be safe and look good. They have risked something. And you know what? If they didn't return your email, that probably still would have nothing to do with you. If you were to reach out to me and I'd been like, you know, Rob, I don't really have time for this podcast, it still would have meant nothing about you. Right. It would have just meant that I had other things in my schedule or that it's not time yet, the universe. You know, there are times in my life where I thought, oh, this is never gonna happen. So for instance, I really wanted my own TV show for a long time, not from an ego perspective, but I just like to could really help people. And um, I remember a couple of things. I reached out to some people. We were talking at um, Scripps Network and some reality TV stuff. And and none of it just really felt right. But it just didn't go anywhere. It felt super hard. And I never really took it personal. I just always had that no sense in my mind. I'm like, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. I'm going to keep doing good work. And you know what? When they pitched me the Facebook Watch show, I'm like, so it's like a TV show, but better because it's on yeah. Facebook. And you can say right. and you want. People like unplugged and, and it just dawned on me because I wasn't so focused on what I wanted to get out of it. Right. I spent 10 years just perfecting my craft and that very thing I always wanted came to me but better.
0: I totally agree and one of the things that I realized is this time uh, last year maybe a little bit before like when I first started doing the podcast I was frustrated that nobody was quote putting me on. And you know what I mean? Like I, I was getting all these guests and like the AIGA like didn't like, they didn't want to recognize me. Like it was so, so no. ridiculous. <laughs> but I, I still had a ways to, you know, I still had a ways to go. And I think that um, I've realized that in business, well, just like you were saying about responding to the email and business, a lot of times too, it's like you're testing the waters. So, you know what I mean? So if somebody comes with one email, sometimes that's like, that could just be one of a thousand emails and they mm-hmm. want to see your determination and see whether or not you're going to – this is just a phase or this is a real thing. But I wanted somebody – I was investing all of my energy into driving around in my BMW – inside joke for those who read the book, so you have to read the book and then re-watch this. Um, but I was whining and bitching in my BMW talking about how the industry is not fair, like you know, the, the, the guard is holding me down, they don't give young kids a chance – all this nonsense, and then one day I kind of like tricked myself into doing the right thing because I was like, "Fine, fuck all of these people. I am gonna go out on a tear, and I'm gonna ship the work, and they, I'm gonna force their hand and make them pay attention to me." Which is like, that's also that's ridiculous. also some ego. That's ego too, right? Right? That's ego too. But now I feel unstoppable because now I'm in a place where it's like all those people that I that I had all those things about now. They are now, ironically enough, now they are my peers, which is really cool. But the the timeline, had I invested in doing that in the first place and all that energy and time spent in the BMW, had I done that in the first place, where I am today could have happened a year ago. Had I just like been like, hey, hey, easy killer. Why don't you go shift to work and keep your mouth shut and and stick it to them? And now I only want to stick it to them, but it's in a good way it's in a good way it's in a great
1: way story about um you know what i what i want people to uh, hear that are especially early in their career is it sounds so cliche but do your work without expectations but with great expectancy like i'm gonna do my work and it's gonna ship the work great expectancy but i'm not gonna expect anybody to do x y and z for me like i'm gonna do work and if that work is great then the universe will respond but the universe always has our back it's always responding unless we start to our ego is what makes deals with the universe right our ego says i'm going to do this work and i'm going to do three podcasts and if they don't recognize me then i'm done or, that's all ego stuff and i talk to people young in their career they're like tell me what i need to do to get here they're like the world doesn't work that way it's not about making deals with the universe do what you do well, be good to people, and there'll be a few times that are important in your life that you're able to reach out and make an ask, a really brave email or something, and people will look back at the work you've done and the karma you've built up, and they will respond yes or no because you're a good person who has treated people well. Like, right. It's not about making deals with the universe. It's about doing the right thing, being good to people, um, helping people out. You know, I'm amazed at how many incredible things are happening in my life, that just go back to, I didn't help with an expectation that somebody would, you know, help me in the future, but it's just, you pay it forward, people pay it back. I mean, you gotta join, you, you have to get a mindset of abundance, and you have to believe that the universe has yep. your back. Einstein said the universe is at, at minimal, benevolent, and it's our ego that would have us believing that the deck is stacked in our favor, and that people, you know, are out to get us, and... Yeah. The ego is what's telling us this world is not in our favor. That it's super scary, and that we should all be on defense and don't give an inch. They'll take a mile. That's all ego. And I see people young in their career. They're like, well, you know, I'm only going to do this if I'm guaranteed X. I'm like, stop being transactional, so that you can be transformational. Because if you're yes, that's what happened. That's what happened. It's amazing. That's what happened to you on this podcast. Exactly. Because you stop being transactional, you get transformational.
0: Right. You just put out your positivity. And it's from an authentic place, but it's weird though. Just saying to someone the other day, the universe has a really, really good way of knowing when you're bullshitting. So even if it's a little, little bit, even if yeah. it's like, you know what I mean? Like you're out to dinner and they're getting the vibe. Like, you know, like you're just, it's all in your face. Like, yes. And then we talk about the job. Like that doesn't work. That doesn't it doesn't work. Does. But if I come to you and say, wake man, you are the shit. I love you. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's have a real, genuine conversation. Way
2: Absolutely. better. Things will become. And that's
1: what I love about where we're moving online and all of that is because I think that people are really picking up on authenticity and vulnerability and all that good stuff. Yeah. And yeah. there's more avenues for people to connect. But you're—it's so true. You've got to clean up your own work first. You've got to get centered in your own way. you got to get right with yourself. And most of us set our goals and we don't do the inner work of getting right with ourselves and unhooked from our ego. And, um, you know, I still meditate twice a day to get right with myself. So yeah. in fact, one of the things that I struggled with when I was younger in my career and I still do today is I have motive and I want like love or approval or appreciation. It's part of my ego It's part of just my human, like messed up person.
2: Right. So
1: I say this quick little prayer in the morning. I get up. I go, please, universe, release me for my need for love, approval, and appreciation. Because when I'm doing things that I'm looking for your approval or I'm looking for appreciation, people pick up on it and you don't get it. If you just let go of the need for that and you do good stuff, Yeah, it's weird. It all All that you desire comes your way.
0: For sure. That's why I went... Oh, I'm so happy. This is the greatest podcast ever. Um, I, I went yesterday. Or yesterday, I don't even know. I've been working like a madman. You ever like go look at look at your calendar and be like, I need to chill. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Oh, I, I really have that right now. For real. Like after this podcast, guys. Like, I'm gonna put out the four podcasts I just did, and I- <laughs> I'm a hustler. I'm a hustler, but I also need to be a sane-minded person. So I got the chance to go talk to people at my old school, and um the biggest, it was really cool and weird. And I cursed a lot because I was like nervous. It's weird to hear. I guess that's like a manifestation of the ego again. Yeah. But I went and I talked to them. And, uh, the biggest thing I said to them was like, um, like two of you are going to actually take my advice and do something with it. The rest of you is probably going to fall on deaf ears. And, uh, for the people that do choose to go out and, and pursue your dreams, like you have to do what you love or it's just not going to work. You have to be, absolutely wholeheartedly obsessed with it otherwise you're not going to be able to get that momentum
1: and i think a lot of people that i absolutely agree with what you're saying and i i find some people who come to me for some mentorship and they're looking for like what they love and so they're they're like sitting around thinking I'm like i'm like wait a minute what gets you inspiration is movement. You have to movement begets inspiration, not sitting around thinking. And so while you're finding what you love, you have to go out there and and try a bunch of stuff and be willing to do a lot of different things because that gives you more information about what you like and don't like. I see a lot of people that are early in their career and they're just like, I want to sit and think and pick the perfect thing and find out what I love and then go through that.
2: Yeah. What I
1: tell people is love what you're doing right now. Love it, love it, love it. And then notice what brings you energy, what is energy building and what's energy depleting. Mm-hmm. And then just carve out energy depleting and try and find more energy building. That doesn't have to be a job or a boss or this terminal end result. That it can be like, this is a verb. You're like, you're crafting this. For you guys that are designers, it's like you're making it. And you making it isn't like, think, think, think. And then you do last. You have to
0: execute it. the just, actual thing. Just, yeah. yeah.
1: But you put it on screen or you put it down. You start messing with it. And most people um, really want to find like what they love. And they don't really engage until they're pretty sure they're right. Ego. And instead... If you want to find out what you love and be passionate about it, like what you've done, is you've got to be willing to jump in and put energy into a lot of things and then just notice what gives you energy and what depletes your energy and then more of energy building, less energy depleting. And before you know it, you've got this pretty good balance going. But I will tell you multiple times in your career, then you'll outgrow that and then you have to redo this process. So this process of evolution is – I just see people – a lot of people get stuck. Like I see my own – um, my own kids and they're like, well, mom, I got to figure out what I want to be. I want to only do my passion. I only want to do this. And then I'm like, well, while you're thinking on that, go wait tables. Why? Well, I, I know yeah. I don't want to do that. i like, but you'll meet the person you're supposed to meet waiting tables. You will, you know, yeah. you'll get what you like about that. Exactly. Does make sense.
0: For sure. I had that like networking in New York city. It's like, there was like the kind of the, I got lucky. It was very, a very weird introduction to the industry. It was very strange. Like the juxtaposition of like talking to like Paula share and then like failing and finding jobs was very, very strange and really difficult to navigate. Cause like it's hard enough to be like not making it in New York city, but then to be like, you know, to be like holding court with like your, your greatest heroes and then like not succeeding. Yeah. But like throughout that. That's journey, That's all good for the ego
1: though. That is all good for the ego. Yeah. Is any, any paradoxical stuff, any, um, uh, cognitive dissonance that just blows the ego up well, that's right right about. well
0: that's but it's so funny though because that i use i use that as a crutch where I, and, and and what happened was is i developed this kind of like this kind of thing of like well like they are the and i'm quoting here the the the, the best practitioners and the operators and i am the wobbly legged on ice deer that has no idea what he's doing with his life. And the fact of the matter was that like it wasn't true. I was like engaging in like nuanced conversation with some of like the best professionals in the exactly. industry and I'm painting this picture of myself. That juxtaposition thing by the way, I later found yeah. out that was not true. And that was bull- bullshit. It, am I meant you go. It's still so but, like, it was so easy for, for me to take the position of, like, the victim. Well, like, I, I, I'm, due, I'm being selfless and paving the way for entry-level designers. But really, like, I just didn't want to put in the work. And, like, literally it's only been, like, a three-month turnaround. I've been busting my ass on my craft and just, like, switched my mindset. But it's so funny, though, just creating that little seesaw to go back and forth all day of, like, it's just not fair. Like, the universe doesn't care. <laughs> um, it doesn't not, you know, not in the way of like it doesn't care but like it's not yeah. it's not a what's the word i'm looking for
1: it doesn't seek your permission right it doesn't then, yeah, perfect. yeah the universe yes, is your like approval <laughs> um you know i just i think it's interesting it's like um you just gotta go wholeheartedly into the world and just be careful not to listen to your ego your ego will have you you know the victim unheard and unlistened to and unfairly regulated or, you know, have you insecure it and neither one is accurate. It's just um, be fully present to the moment and, uh, you know, be grateful. Take what you can use it to help people use it to grow yourself and, you know, continue to move on. But there's so many exercises that you can do to help with your ego, because um, like when people get feedback, they either go into the dumps like I totally suck or they go into this like, you don't know me and and even I just
0: wholeheartedly kind of, agree with them and then proceed to hate myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, they're so right. Oh my yeah. god, I actually have so much work to do. Shit.
1: Yeah. But
0: Which is good, what, I guess.
1: What if you could be more neutral about it and go, I'm sure there's a lot of things right about that. So for people who won't take any feedback, work as hard to find ways that it's right as you do ways that it's wrong. And for people who take feedback and just crumble, it's like, you know, yeah, take a look at it and then put it in perspective. When you can get to a place of neutrality and you can go, yep, I can see how that um, has some merit. And I also can see that I'm not all that. Then you're in a great place. You're in a no ego place. right? Right. But most people take feedback and they get angry and totally deny it or they totally accept it like it's a life sentence. When you can get to a place of neutrality where you don't personalize feedback, um, but you listen to it and you take it in consideration and you make adjustments accordingly, but you don't rewrite your whole life on it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like when you can just take it as a good data point. Um, that's when I think that you're out of ego and you're you're staged for some great stuff to happen. For sure. Yep. The ego will pull you to extremes. I suck. Or I'm amazing. And you want to be in the middle where you go, you know what? Today I've sucked a couple times. That's pretty amazing two times as well. Like when you can stay in the middle and not go to the extremes, but the ego is what takes you personalizing. So when I talk to people and I know they're an ego, they'll take it to the extremes. They're like, sigh. So I should listen to every bit of feedback ever, even if my boss sucks. I'm like, no, that's your ego trying not to take in the more general advice I'm giving you, which is entertain all feedback, but our ego personalizes it and takes it to the extremes. Yeah. The ego is what corrupts your data away from a bell shaped curve. So like if you're a new designer, people show me stuff all the time right. and, you know, I'll say, you know, I, I like it and where I think it is a little bit um, off for my brand is x right Right, and if if people fall off the table either way they're like that was awesome she doesn't know what awesome looks like or you know um, she's right the whole thing sucked i'm like no all i said was this part these three things are good and i'm not sure i like that color can you show me two different colors out of the brand book well if they come back with the two colors i go no i actually like the original one first right right there's no harm done until yeah. the ego gets in there, the eagle's like, Well, I knew the first one was perfect. Well, I didn't, and I'm your customer. I didn't know it was perfect until I saw right. the other two and then I decided the first one was better. Exactly. Uh, you know? Or people go, Why do I always you know, they get martyred down? Why do I have to you know have the runarounds or you know, people it's like you go to extremes. Anytime you're extreme, you're an ego. That's and totally that, true. Like here's your day at the office. You show Sly her, you know new logo for Facebook watch show, and I tell you, I like some of this, I don't like some of that, what else you got? It means nothing. Right. When you you attach, and this means that, that's ego judgment. A no ego answer is yes, and now let's talk about how we can, given our budget, or given the hours that we've got associated with this project, instead of no. The ego will, you'll get a project, and it will say you have 10 hours to do X, that's what the account rep or the account exec assigns. Mm And the creative will immediately focus on why it can't be done. It can't be done in ten hours. But instead of focusing on how it could be done, well, if exactly. you want that done for a total of ten hours, then let's do some preliminary, non-gold-plated sketches. Let's give it to the person, get some direction feedback on how to go. Right. Like, let me help you how you can get there. That's non-ego, and most people are really into ego. They're focused more on how it why it can't be done or why we shouldn't have to, instead of how it could.
2: Yeah.
1: Your opinion is why it can't be done, your expertise is showing people how it could be done. Right. And the more flexible you are, the, the the more expertise you have, the more different ways you can go. People with little expertise have a lot of opinions. The people with the most opinions have the least amount of expertise because they want to tell you how it needs to go, and that's because they only know one or two ways, and so they right. really want to control it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was first a, a trainer, I would go in, and I would need tables, sitting around. I could only do 25 at a time, and I wanted the early morning slot when people were wide awake, and then I could give you a good program. I right. did control everything, and that was the right way to do training, and everyone knows that's the right way to do training, and I was pontificating. I got a bunch of expertise after 40 years. People like, let's train over a beer in the bar. I'm like, okay. they like, yeah. let's train – you know, in the park after a fire drill when we had to evacuate our building. I'm like, you're in luck. I can do yeah, that. exactly. You can get super flexible when you have a lot of expertise right? because you don't need the deck dexect in your favor. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people get purists so they don't have to be flexible. And it's, it's not doing anything except covering up their own lack of expertise. Their own weakness,
0: yeah. Thank you, by the way, for coming on the podcast. It's been so amazing. I just My wanna- pleasure. Yeah, it's you know what's so funny about the, the way that the podcast has gone, and it actually speaks to this conversation that we've had, is that in the beginning I was always concerned about what people thought, and I still am to some extent. I think that everyone is, you know, that, like people say that they're like not at all, like I mean, like a, a little bit. It's not like well, you said. It's I like, people think. I wish I didn't, but I do. Yeah, it's not always off, like we said, right? So like, but with a podcast, I used to kind of like have these conversations and be like, I wonder. I would be like apologetic and be like, I, I wonder what Sai thinks of me, or "or am I gonna be not professional enough? But now, like, there's no better feeling. Like, right now, this would be an opportunity to leave and be like, Sai's gonna get off the microphone and gonna go, like, t- tell Claude that I was out of my mind. But that's how it would play. That's how the ego plays out.
1: That's the ego. Yep. And
0: the no, the no ego, hashtag no ego, is yep. leaving this conversation and thinking that it was a wonderful conversation because it was. Yep. And then just going about my day be like, I love Cy Wakeman. That's it. That's I it. There's that. no there's no backstories. There's no she's gonna tell Gary. There's no like oh my god, this kid today. He was so outlandish.
1: She might but it doesn't and the matter. thing is, if I were to leave and do that, that would be about me, not about you, because people who bitch and mulling and the whine, they think it's about their external environments or other people because that's their ego corrupting their data. Yes. If you're ever venting about somebody, that is about you, not the person you're venting about.
2: Yeah.
0: And if you seem like I was always afraid about being like young and naive and kind of crazy… And sometimes like my emails get like a little long and i'm a very like verbose person and have no problem just like winging it and sometimes i wing it too hard but like you know
1: whatever who cares it's all
0: good this is a bad person you're straight Just be good yeah
1: person. the ego wants to do things like that without consequence like sometimes i'll you know do something zany and somebody won't react the way i you know hope they would that's good to know. I mean, that's yeah. like one noted, of the mantras.
0: Noted for it, next time, but I'm not
1: worried yeah. about it now. now. And maybe I'll use that information. Maybe I won't. But what I can't do is the egos. I can't be mad at them for their reaction. It's my consequence for my approach that didn't work that well. And that's, that's where good. I think we, um, the ego really wants it both ways. It wants to not have any consequences for what we do. And there's always consequences for what we do. And you just live and learn.
0: Yep. And Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Yeah. And then sometimes you get to meet people that you love and just, you know, go on. Yeah. like and, and, all good. And, Hell yeah. Dude, Sai, yeah. we got to get together one time, have a beer, wine, pinot grigio, whatever you do, coffee. That'd be
1: good. So Let's far, all of the above. Awesome. All of the above.
0: Yep. Yeah. This has been amazing. This is great. This is exactly how I was hoping it would go. I had yeah. a lot that I've been kind of like sitting on, like I'm going to this. Sai, <laughs> you have a wonderful day.
1: Thank you. Great to
0: meet you. You too.